This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings, I'm Dina Marie. Welcome to Faith Moments, our weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim the Sunday Mass readings. I want to especially greet those of you who are listening on your favorite podcast platform to this Faith Moments podcast. For those of you who haven't yet downloaded the Hail Mary media app, you can do that and join our podcast listeners. It's a great free media app to listen to many prayers, many podcasts, and Faith Moments is posted every week on the Hail Mary media app. You just go to your favorite app store and get a hold of that wonderful Catholic app, which is designed and continually being updated right here in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. It's great to have you here. I want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving as we enter into the week of Thanksgiving and an opportunity for us to just come together as a community in your family, in your parish, wherever you are, to simply give thanks and praise to the Lord. In these readings, we are now at the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We are really closing quickly. In fact, next week will be the close of our liturgical year. And all of these Sundays, we have been hearing really the end times. Jesus continues to give his apostles in his time and us in our time these invitations to consider the kingdom of God, the at the at the time of our death, what will happen? You know, these these final things are death, judgment, heaven, and hell. These are the last things that the church teaches about. And so as we listen to these readings, I want you to think about your gift, your gift, the gift that God has given you to be used, to be spent, to be shared, to to grow uh, tremendously throughout your lifetime. And we don't know how long that lifetime will last. So let's get into these beautiful readings today for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. And let's open with the collect prayer, because this prayer is a beautiful invitation for us this week to stay constant, to stay vigilant. There is a very, a big message throughout these weeks 
of the end of the liturgical year. And we'll hear it in the Advent season of this vigilancy, you know, to stay vigilant, to stay constant in our prayer, in our foundation of faith, in our trust in the Lord. So let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord, our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you, for it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And just think about that prayer. Is this true for you? For it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Is that the case in your life? Is that the case in your life? Are you full of happiness and joy and peace as you serve your source, God, your creator, as the created It should be our joy to praise and serve the Lord always. And this prayer is inviting us into that invitation with God, our creator. Our first reading is a reading from the book of Proverbs. When one finds a worthy wife, her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband, entrusting his heart to her, has an unfailing prize. She brings him good and not evil all the days of her life. She obtains wool and flax and works with loving hands. She puts her hands to the distaff and her fingers ply the spindle. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy. Charm is deceptive and beauty fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a reward for her labors and let her works praise her at the city gates. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 128. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. For you shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Blessed shall you be and favored. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your home, your children like olive plants around your table. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Behold, thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Concerning times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief at night. When people are saying peace and security, then sudden disaster comes upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, 
for that day to overtake you like a thief. For all of you are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us stay alert and sober. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading today for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 25. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, one, each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately, the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not then have put my money in the bank? so that I could have got it back with interest on my return. Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I try to put together a theme as I read and ponder these readings for each Sunday. And a lot of titles came up for me, the fruit of love, your gift, the gift, a love is a choice. Do you choose fear or do you choose love? And so let's just go back into the first reading from Proverbs. Proverbs is is a beautiful book in the Old Testament and just taking some of the golden nuggets 
from the book of Proverbs, because Proverbs is really, as the word indicates, these indications of how to live life or how not to live life. And and what are the virtues in which we can live a good and holy life? And so this is talking about a wife and a way in which this wife lives. Really, in the way this wife lives is bringing about goodness and prosperity and comfort to her family and to the community. She's always giving of herself to others. She brings him good. Uh, It says she extends her arms to the needy. It's this beauty of how we spend our life. It's not in the I was able to achieve a vice presidency or a presidency in this business, or I was able to get this great retirement, or I was able to travel to all of these different places in my life. I was able to accumulate all of these great possessions. It's in bringing good about in the family, in working with loving hands. That could be working, scrubbing the dishes, cleaning the cupboards, taking care of the children, maybe blessing the neighborhood, you know, with raking the leaves and pruning your trees and providing a a radiating beauty in, in where you live, cleaning up the garbage in your neighborhood. Do you have every once in a while little bits of garbage that accumulate in, in maybe down the road from you? Do you go and pick those things up? Those are little things. They're little acts of love. And this is what the the wife is doing. And there's this little tiny two by four that hits you on the side of the head, because this is what the world says. Be beautiful, be charming, be attractive. We see it every decade, no matter what kind of marketing and media that we have (laughs) from whatever era there is this worldly sense to allure, to charm, to the, to be beautiful. And it says here, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. These are not the things that glorify God. In beauty, true beauty, yes. But if we try to change ourselves, it, it, it still astounds me of all of the different kinds of cosmetic and other types of surgical, in very evasive ways in which we alter the beauty that God has given us. God has given us a beautiful body from the inside out, male and female, he created us. And how we go about and alter that in so many destructive ways, it's fleeting. It's fleeting and it brings darkness into what was light created in you. You were created male. You were created female. Those two, male and female, complement each other in the beauty that God has given us in our creation. And so charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That's a woman who is in awe of the Lord, who lives her life to serve the Lord, to glorify the Lord, to be in relationship with the Lord who made her. And then her labors, whatever those labors are, those labors will go before her at the city gates. 
you know, at the time she comes to the end of her life, those works, those works of mercy and love and endearment will go before, they'll speak for her. They will speak for her how she lived her life of love. I love this reading of Proverbs, and it reminds us to ask ourselves those questions. How am I living my life today? The Psalms edify that. They reflect that again. They repeat that, you know, blessed are those who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. When we live and walk in the ways of the Lord, in fearing the Lord, in in, in glorifying the Lord, in wanting to get to, to know the Lord more and more in our daily lives, we will see the prosperity of Jerusalem. We will see the heavenly gates. Praise the Lord. St. Paul. St. Paul, in his letter to the Thessalonians, he's been writing, and we've been covering a bit of this in the last few weeks of this letter to the, Thess- to the Thessalonians. And in that time, remember, there was this sense that Jesus would be coming back as he promised right away. And obviously, he has not come back. Uh, the second coming has not happened in the last 2,000 years, as Paul writes this letter. And so the people had the temptation to think, well, maybe that's not true. And maybe I'll just go back to my day-to-day life and not live as if Jesus was born, lived, died, was resurrected, ascended into heaven, sent the Holy Spirit, and will come again. We do not know the hour or the day. That is only for God alone to know. And Jesus emphasized that in his own teachings to the apostles. But Paul says, for you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So many of these parables are about that thief in the the night, this unexpected time. We don't know. So guess what? We need to be prepared today. And he says, when people are saying peace and security, I think about the time of Noah, when Noah and his family, Noah was told by God, I'm going to destroy the earth with this rain. And so you gather up those who are going to listen to you, gather up the the animals two by two. But many people just lived out and ate and drank and were merry. And they ignored the signs of the times. And they say, peace and security. I'm I'm confident in what's happening here in the world. But a sudden disaster will come upon them. And if we rely, we put our lives on what we see around us as peace and security, what we see in my bank book, what we see in my portfolio. Well, I have these debts and I have these investments and I have this property and whatever negotiations you've made. I put my peace and security in those tangible worldly things. You will find disaster and you will not escape it because the only peace and security that is assured 
is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we pray for peace in the Holy Land, in all of these places around the world that are at war. Absolutely, we do. But we know as Christians, the true peace, the true security, the true disarmament is in a life lived in Christ. No matter what is happening in the world, no matter what bombs go off, no matter what is happening in the world, our peace and security only come from Jesus Christ. There is no other God. There is no other Savior. There's no other path. Many people may say, oh, I can have all these different kinds of religions and it will lead me to the truth. No, the only truth is Jesus Christ. Maybe that path of faith will guide you to a place where you will recognize it's all in Jesus Christ. He is the true God, the true Lord, one God forever and ever. So there is only one gate into heaven. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when we hear the gospel. But Paul is assuring the people of his time, and we need to take this assurance and take this invitation to be constant. That's why I emphasized vigilance in the first part of this program and this constancy that we hear in the collect, the constant gladness of being devoted to God, not to mammon, not to the world. We do things in the world, but our savior and our king is God to serve with constancy, who the author of all that is good. He provides all that is good. And so Paul is saying, you are not in darkness. The people who didn't join Noah, they lived in the darkness. Paul says, you are children of the light. You have been given the message it's been spoken to you. It's been shared to you. It's been taught to you. You have been given the faith of Christianity in Jesus Christ. You are children of the day now. You have been given that gift. Now, what you do with it is your responsibility. The church will help you. Paul will write letters. He's created a community to help, to to fortify the people, the children of God, the children of light. But here is the lesson. You do not sleep as the rest do. Don't be lazy and wicked. We're going to hear that in the gospel message. Let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us stay alert and sober to always be aware profoundly that this could be my last breath. Let's make this moment count. Make these holy moments. You know, my ministry a few years ago, when I turned my life over to the Lord in a special way and said, well, 24 seven, I want to work for you, Lord. And so faith moments came from that. This program is called Faith Moments. I want to be part of, of providing, of fostering, of praying for, of being involved in 
faith moments, moments that will inspire you, inspire me to grow in a faith of Lord Jesus Christ. So let us stay alert and be sober. Here's the gospel of Matthew. And in the, again, I've heard some commentaries about this gospel and I want to just go back to the readings. And if you go back into, we have been hearing from Matthew 24 and 25 and starting in Matthew 24, it's the coming of the kingdom. Jesus is teaching his apostles all about the coming of the kingdom and all of these lessons, all of these stories, the coming of the son of man, the pictures of the son of man coming. We had the the parable of an unfaithful servant. We had the parable last week of the five wise virgins and the five uh, uh, foolish virgins. And today we have the parable of the talents. We have these servants who have received from their master. The master has given and entrusted them much of his wealth to take care of while he is away. While he is away, we don't know how long he's going to be. Those servants didn't know. Is he coming back in a week? Could he come back in 10 years? They don't know, but this, the, the master has given of himself to those servants. God gives of himself love, the gifts that we have. He's created us. He's created us, us with a particular ability, a particular capacity, a capacity to love, a capacity to share love, to foster love, to give love. And so this message, even though, unfortunately, we don't take exactly from the scripture, because in the scripture, it says we have the parable of the 10 servants and the beginning or the, the parable of the 10 virgins on chapter 25. And it says this, then the kingdom of heaven will be like, and Jesus explains this parable. And at the end of that parable, which we heard last week, it said, therefore, stay awake for you know neither the day nor the hour, which is a lot like what St. Paul just said in that letter to the Thessalonians. The next sentence is chapter 25, verse 14. It will be as when a man who was going on a journey. So what is it will be? The kingdom of heaven. Now, it doesn't say that here in the lectionary. I'm a little bit disappointed about that. It says Jesus told his disciples this parable, but the parable is about the kingdom of God and particularly the judgment at our death. At our death, there will be a judgment. We will see God face to face and we will come to an account. See, the master is coming back after a long time. And he's saying to these three men, what have you done with what I've given you? I have given you myself. And two of the men went off and did different things to create more of those gifts. But one man out of fear buried in the ground the gift that was given. Here is the creator who's given us a gift. Do we bury it in the sand out of fear, out of guilt, out of shame? Are we afraid to use our gifts? And, and this, is, this is the heart of this parable in my mind, 
is that at that last moment, that last breath, Jesus is going to ask, how did you love? Yeah, we've gone through rocky roads in our life. I certainly have. I've gone through periods of my life where I was super selfish, super making decisions about my own needs. Thanks be to God, God has mercy. And I was able to follow him and come to terms with God created me to know him, to love him, to serve him, not only here, but in eternity by a life of love, by a life of love. And so those talents are ways in which we've been given the capacity and see over time, the time that we have in this moment, God gives us a way to learn, to grow, whether it's in our own homes, whether it's in our jobs, however it is. We're given the opportunity to love, just like the woman in Proverbs, the wife in Proverbs used her gifts to love and to serve her family. And so we are called to do that and to not be wicked and lazy, to not use the gifts that God has given us. That would be a shame. What is the fruit of your love? How do you spend your day? How do you spend the gifts that have been given to you? Is there a need at your parish? I'm just going to call you out. Anyone who is involved at a parish, I really believe we should be involved in at least one ministry, whether it's coffee and donuts, whether you have a, a beautiful voice and you love reading scripture and you would be a reader, whether you serve at communion and you help, whether you help clean the church all of us should be giving and tithing on a regular basis to our parish. You might be helping in a classroom, teaching at a particular level, adoration of the blessed sacrament to be an adorer of the Lord once a week. I mean, all of these ways, they don't necessarily have to be bringing food for St. Vincent de Paul, although that's a wonderful thing to do and work in a food pantry. But how about prayer? How about once a week you come to the church and pray the rosary in a community together? Bible study. There, It's endless ways in which we can engage in our own parish community and grow and give of yourself, give of your time. You know, we've all been given 24 hours a day. So let's use those hours well. I want to close with a simple prayer for peace. And as we come to the time of Thanksgiving, I want to wish you all a blessed Thanksgiving, whether you are at home alone, whether you're with a family or a community. I'm, I'm always blessed to see the many parishes that have Thanksgiving dinners for the neighborhood and the community. I drive by a lot of parishes that right now have signs outside that say Thanksgiving dinner, you know, come here or other secular, secular communities that are providing those Thanksgiving dinners. If you can be part of that in some way, bringing extra food, uh, checking in on your neighbors that you think might be living alone or you know that are living alone, be a person of prayer and, and, and love today and always. Let's pray for peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, we turn to you, our mother, into your hands. We place our prayers for our men and women serving in the military, protect them. For innocent victims of war and violence, spare them. 
For those who mourn and are injured, comfort them. For people of all nations, unite them in the love and peace of your son, the Prince of Peace, Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.